0: Man, I'm telling you, the um, school season, everybody's talking about it. it it's like, are, you think they're ready? You know, they, they have to be. Yeah, I guess <laughs> they do What's the other choice? Yeah. There is no other choice. <laughs> uh, I think my kids kind of got that pre-game jitters, are like excited, you know, curious, right. uh, what the new year's gonna bring. I saw you know? some pics of them. Yeah, they are, uh, uh, I think they're excited, so we're gonna just see how the, uh, the uh, season plays out, and you know, just be, you know, uh, uh, on the front end, uh, proactive and what we're going to be doing, you know, supplementally with their health, going into school and um, making sure that, you know, kids, you know, today, I, you know, I remember being a kid and never, I just had no worry, no thought of what I was putting in my body, it, that it mattered. You know, I always was taught, you know, what we eat for breakfast isn't, is is um, the most important meal of the day. Uh, you know, then, then there was a season where um, I was like, you know, is that just a Is that just a cliche is it really that important because i see like kids today skipping breakfast and you know eating pastries and donuts and kolaches for uh you know uh, breakfast and 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 i sit back and i was like what how how are we to get through the day effectively you know and i'm thinking how much better could my brain have been functioning had i known you know how to start my day and so You know, school's going to be a a, a new experience, you know, for um, uh, many kids going back, and we're all settled back in, but now we've got to remember, when those school doors open, we also stir up a lot of dust, and we start, you know, getting in and out, we start exposing ourselves to all these, you know, fresh, you know, friends that we haven't seen in a while, Um, the the acquaintances, the ones that are kind of like, live too far away to go hang out with on the regular, and uh, you're going to start seeing people get sick and cold. Uh, The cold season is about to be upon us. So we've got a lot of things in the health and wellness realm that we've got to talk about. And, you know, I thought about just kind of getting back into school, um, talking about vitamins, minerals, and essential fats, and seeing, you know, how the body is, you know, giving us signs and symptoms of deficiency. Um, You know, we were working in our clinical training uh, this week, and we had a patient that had gone into our infrared sauna, and uh, they uh, did some good detox work. You know, remember the uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago. When you're in the infrared sauna, it causes the body to upregulate cellularly through a- increase in ATP production, or adenosine triphosphate, or uh, basically cellular energy money. And so the more cellular energy money you have, the more cellular energy you have to give to the work that needs to be done for your body to perform at its best well she comes in we start working on her and we find that she's you know kind of laden loaded down with a little bit of a sinus cold uh looks like smells like a virus you know but no that's not what showed up what showed up was it was more chemical it was more metal it was it was like old stuff from her past um that showed up that we needed to address. That was the burden her body was carrying. And interestingly, we didn't find out uh, in the testing uh, until after that we had done the um, infrared sauna over the weekend. And it, it was fascinating to me to see her body have a, you know, this virus look but it wasn't the virus. It was the chemical metal. But it wasn't even the chemical metal that her body needed to support getting rid of the chemicals and metals because the body should be able to get rid of it. You know what it was? What was it? It was one of the simplest deficiencies, mineral deficiencies. And, and so when we look at vitamins, minerals, and essential fatty acids, we want to like, take inventory is are we giving our body what it needs throughout the day? And if you're taking, like we use Catalin at the office, it's a 200 phytonutrients, phytochemicals in the form of food, Uh, all kinds of food, green foods, uh, orange foods, uh, colorful foods that the body can leverage and use to get those phytonutrients and phytochemicals out of the plant into our bodies. That is a powerful, powerful food product, uh, our energy force product, a lot of m- vitamins and, and, and minerals packed in that product, uh, anti-inflammatories, and things to give the cells that energy boost that it needs to perform at its best. And kids need this as much as adults, just because you know a kid is a kid, so to speak, um, and you, we think that their bodies, are, get, well, they do have more stem cells than adults have they are still developing so rapidly their nutritional demand is as high if not higher in some capacity than adults and you know and i i, I never really want to compare cuz they're not apples to apples they're apples to oranges like they, they children have a lot of their own things that their bodies are going through. Well, so do adults because what's happening once we cross over the 30, 40, 50 mark, we start feeling the aging process, right? And so we have to f- combat that. Whereas when we're kids, we just seem like we're on the up and up and up, but we also, they're developing astronomically and their need for vitamins, minerals, essential fats is as high as it is as is for adults going into the aging process and aging gracefully is the goal. I mean, Who wants to get to the end and feel worn out, decrepit, and really not a functioning member of society? That doesn't sound appealing, right? So what do we want our lives to look like after we've done built it? And it starts in our youth. A lot of... um, Disorders like osteoporosis or bone osteopenia bone issues are childhood disorders due to lack of minerals in the in the soil or the flat out lack of nutrients dent, nutrient dense foods that people are consuming in their youth because what kid really wants to eat their greens? <laughs> right? know what I mean yeah. And so we're lacking these vitamins, these minerals, these central fats and and too often I'm in the clinic room. And I find a reflex on their body that kind of is like a deep tendon reflex, but it's a it's for essential fats and it's for minerals. And I'm shocked. I go, "You haven't been taking your essential fatty acids today, have you? Your cod liver oil, your uh, sardine oil." And they go, mm, "How'd you know?" <laughs> I say, "Well, it, it, your body presentation. You know, you're you're, the, you're you're telling me you got brain fog. You're telling me that your your HDLs are off. you are too low. Um, that your cholesterol's out of sorts. We know that inflammation." Is high and their bodies are in pain, that is a sign that they're eating too many omega-6 fats or the plant-based, nut-based oils or (laughs) worse, the the canola oils and the corn oils and the soybean oils that are driving this ratio out of balance. And it's in everything. I mean, it's in bars. It's in formula, baby formula. It's in uh, different butters. I mean, I was over there at the butter section on on Saturday and I was looking. I'm like, how confusing can we make butter? I mean, it's one thing, guys, but yet we've got you know seventeen different varieties of butter over there, and um, and and then you got to pick the one. Do you, you go with the the dollar one that's cheap, and it's probably got you know all kinds of hormones, you know, and in, in, in injected into the animal, and antibiotics, and uh, gosh knows whatever else might be in there. Not realizing that the body stores toxins and fat. Well. <laughs> Not just in you, in animals too. So if an animal's eating poor quality food and those toxic buildup is coming up, guess what's happening for your uh, the fats of that animal? Well, it's storing up those toxins. And then they pull out that, you know, it's, it's, it is real butter, except that it's a butter that is laced and chemicalized with toxins and processing from the animal, um, and it's storing up this fat. I'm going to tell you what I do when I pick butter. I use, I just pick the one that my mom used. You know, to be do honest. Really? Yeah, well, that's what, what is, I. What is that one? It was I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, no, I've switched. As long as it's not parquet. It was not parquet, <laughs> but no, we we grew up using. I don't even yoga. know if that was still around. Is it? I I don't know. I haven't seen the commercials, yeah. but the commercials were funny. You know, but that's how things work. And you've talked about that before. You only know you only know what you know or that's what right. you were taught, or that's why it's important to start with the. And the kids. it is it is wild. That we do, we are creatures of habit. I mean, we just reach to what we know, and um, but recognizing that, you know, when you're picking your butter and it's got soybean oil in it or canola oil in it, put it back. It is not the butter for you. It is not a butter that is healthy for you. Uh, you want um, butter because real butter has vitamin F in it. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know there was a vitamin uh, F. I, I thought know. we started. Stopped it's almost at like C. we swept D. that under the rug back <laughs> in the uh, mid '40s, and nobody really talks about this. You know, vitamin F. This yeah. vitamin F is essential in allowing nutrients, minerals, particularly, to ride in on the back like a taxi uh, to the cell, and 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 if we don't have that. Taxi service taxing around our nutrients like they're supposed to 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 that micro uh, cellular level. Then guess what happens? Deficiency is is next because you're not getting the stuff to where it needs to go. But we think that having these omega sixes as a you know plant based oil because plants are quote unquote better for us, right? We all need to eat our vegetables, but they don't. We're not. We're we're talking about uh, again. We're not comparing. The same thing. We're we're, uh, we're taking ideas and these essential fats, although good for us uh, in a average person, it would be about a six to one ratio. But the average we're seeing right now, and that's omega sixes to omega threes, and this is talking about fat, um, is we are sitting at about thirty five to one, uh, one ratio, where we are completely out of balance, uh, and which draws us. The higher your omega six fats are. Again, where does omega-6 come from? That's canola oil. That's soybean oil. That's cottonseed oil. Um, that's a lot of the seed-based oils uh, that people are using today uh, or that are they don't even realize they're using because it is literally in that you know 75-word paragraph of ingredients that is on whatever processed food that you're indulging in right now, maybe. I hope not. As you're listening and watching. Mm -hmm. I can hear the crunches (laughs) of the chip, and I'm thinking, yep, that was another uh, canola oil. I mean, I remember Oh, this used to make me so Mad, you know, um, I mean, really, at some level, when you start talking about food, um, we just finished our teen class, ten week class for teens on how to eat macros and how to incorporate healthy proteins. We called it the ABC protein list, the the ABC carb list, ABC fats list. Uh, you know, which ones are the best. And uh, we have another class and you know coming up in the next few months. So if you're interested in that, y'all should contact us uh, and ask 281-554-8600. We can give you some more insight on that teen class. I mean, you don't even have to be a teen really to go through it. I mean, it's a great class. Um, but the idea was this to show these kids um, you know, the power of food. And one of the books that was required reading was called Getting Back to the Basics of Health and Nutrition uh, by Mary Frost. And and this book the, the three kids that did a presentation for us on Saturday at the uh, end of your celebration uh, end of summer celebration um, two you know two of them said that what they got out of the book angered them and I'm like, <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know what i mean it works something it, uh, got yeah, a reaction it got a reaction and uh, but <laughs> the that anger was because there was so like our food has been adulterated our food has been chemically altered our food is uh, from a soil level being uh, manipulated and and we're missing ingredients in god's creation because the soils are devoid of uh, because you you can't expect a plant to give you something that's not in the soil you know what I mean? So if the soils are um, lacking, so is the product that you're eating. And then if you take and you chemically alter the product all the more, it just depletes the nutrient content. Again, it's just that delusion, uh, dilution of effect that leads to delusion that you're actually eating something. And so what I say that is I remember in the bulk aisle at like Whole Foods, uh, they used to have this big barrel and it had like dried sweet potato and dried carrot and dried green beans and dried, I don't know, um, beets and weird other things. And I I remember you'd go in there with a big scooper and you'd scoop a, a ton of this dry goodness into a bag and tie it up and stick your sticker on it and go check out and think you're eating you know that when you dip it in your guacamole or your salsa. And you're like, I'm eating healthy. I'm eating dried vegetables and boy, they taste good. And they did until you actually started looking at the ingredients and you go, Canola oil, oh con oil is what that's called. Um, you know, and, and when you start seeing how, you know, we've been duped to think that just because it's, you know, been manipulated a little bit and it's still healthy for you, sold in a grocery store, that it's gotta be good for you, right? Because they wouldn't sell us fake food, right Guardy? It's uh, FDA approved. It's FDA approved. Mm-hmm. I mean that just that st- we get a stamp-, stamp of approval, all <laughs> right? And, and and I gosh, I don't want to, you know, uh, go Debbie Downer, but it, there's a little bit of a you've got to come to the realization that not everything that you were taught, just like, you know, our parents did their best to teach us what is real and what isn't real. Um, we're learning that well, There's still a consequence for choosing the wrong road, even through ignorance. And so at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we're all about trying to teach people how to live better, be better, and stay better through food. And and vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids is an absolute, absolute necessity to learn because food is confusing. That was another thing that we heard, you know, that the teens would go through. They said, you know, that food isn't just simply wake up, eat you know, it's like, well, it's got to taste good. The texture's got to be right. It can't be too salty. It can't be too bitter. It can't be too this or that. I mean, we have all these stipulations around food, and some of it's familiar because we were raised that way. We weren't trained to open up our palate. My grandfather taught me that, you know, look, Try everything. The worst thing you have is 35 seconds of discomfort, 35 seconds of, you know, uh, of displeasure. And, and if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. But what I've always taught, how many exposures to the palate, Guardy? 17 exposures to the palate. Little Johnny will start to come around and be okay with. I would never forget when I introduced my neighbor to Brussels sprouts. He fought me tooth and nail, hated it, and, um, well, he didn't. He actually didn't fight me tooth and nail. He had fought his parents tooth and nail for trying vegetables, and then I'm over there stirring up, you know, some uh, what Kinley now calls sparkly vegetables, um, and it's it's onions and, and, and bacon and Brussels sprouts, and my, the way my mom used to do it, the reason I didn't want the try them as a kid because I was not ready. I mean, she cooked Brussels, but I wouldn't eat them. Uh, one, they just looked funny. like they, these, they looked like miniature cabbage heads, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but the worst part is when she would steam them, they smelled funny. They smelled sour or bitter or funky in the air. So, you know, we are again, that was one of my stipulations that I had somehow incorporated and 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 it wasn't until I was into my I don't know, 3rd or 4th or 5th or 7th detox that I opened up the Brussels sprout door and I realized, "Oh my gosh, I have been missing out." Brussels sprouts the way my mom was cooking them was steamed with a little bit of salt and pepper. And when she was pulled the steamer lid off, she would squirt lemon juice over the top of them. And although they did smell funny, uh, putting all the, the, putting the salt, the pepper and the lemon juice took the bitter taste out of the, the, um, Brussels sprout. And so I could put a little butter on top of that and I would eat the, uh, you know, heck out of Brussels sprouts and finding out that Brussels sprouts are one of the best liver foods. They're detoxification foods, absolute really rich in nutrients, tons of good things available there. Magnesium, calcium, zinc, um, and, and, and we're gonna talk about that in just a second, some of these what some of these deficiencies look like in our bodies. And 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 then I realized when I make brussels, if I cut them in half or shred them down, um, I realize that smell actually went away. The bitterness was completely gone in the taste. And when you put them with onions and bacon, they actually had a savory, sweet flavor. if They spice the way you want it. Then I was like, well, if if that if I can change something as tar- or bitter or strong palated as a Brussels sprout, what else could I change? And I used the same concepts with other greens and other veggies. And every, and every detox that I was doing, I started finding new vegetables that I would like. And then I remember my neighbor came over and I, and I said, you know, he's like, "What you cooking shop? And I said, I'm cooking, you know, Brussels sprouts. And he's like, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, take me through your thinking on that, right? You know, because I've talked about that. It's, sometimes it's a bit of an attitude shift that we have to have around, you know, getting our kids to take in some of these nutrients. And somebody say something bunny. No, no, I'm, I am reading comments that that are coming in, but I'm just I'm imagining that's your scenario. <laughs> the oh yeah, out, no, like, it was a, it was like a beautiful <laughs> summer day, right? And um, and so anyway, I said, well, tell me what you don't like about Brussels. He goes, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? You never had them? He goes, no. I said, well, then how do you? how do you have an attitude towards them? And why do you got to be so hardcore to the Brussels sprout? I mean, what did it do to you? I mean, most of the time people don't like things that picked on them or bullied them or insulted them in some capacity. I said, you've never had a Brussels, but you, you have this negative, bitter attitude. Hmm. Who's the judgy one? You know? Yeah. And I said, I said, look, look, look one, you never had my Brussels. Right. Um, I said, but let's play a game. You know, I'm going to ask you some questions about cuz I, I want you to think about it. You don't like it, but what is it that you don't like? You know? And that's what I want you to figure out today. So I said it's okay that you don't like it, but I want you to take a quarter of this Brussels and I was like had them quartered and I gave him one and I said before you bite into it, I, when you bite it, I want you to tell me what you feel in your mouth and what you what you taste. I want you to tell me a couple things. I want you to tell me what you like and what you don't like. And, and, and then, so he goes, okay, puts it in his mouth, starts cooking. He goes, oh, they're kind of crunchy. Oh, okay. Do you like crunchy? He goes, oh, I love crunchy. Oh, cool. We got something already we like. And, uh, and I said, what else? He goes, it isn't really that, it isn't really that bad, actually. And he's sitting there chewing it, you know, but, you know, put it in his mouth. He was kind of like, you know, nervous. You could tell. He bites into it and he just chews it up. I said, you got to chew it like 15 times at least. You know, you got really, I want you to taste it and then tell me what you like and what you don't like. He goes, I don't know that there's really much I don't like. I mean, really kind of tastes good. I'm like, huh. Okay, well, just to make sure it's not a fluke, let's try it again. But this time, you know, see if you can taste anything else. He goes, oh, I can kind of taste the sweetness uh, I was like, something sweet. I said, it's a Brussels sprout. I didn't think they could be sweet. And he goes, um, he goes, well, I taste something sweet. I said, oh, well, that's the onions that I've caramelized down with the bacon. And I said, that's what you're after. Um, I said, that, isn't that cool? And he goes, that is kind of cool. And um, the next time I slipped an onion in on him, he didn't even see it the third time. And by the, uh, by the, the end of like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes that I'm dialoguing with him and my son, um, he had already eaten like four Brussels and I said, you should go tell your parents that you've had Brussels sprouts <laughs> over at Chomp's house. And of course he did. And then they go, I don't understand. Like, you can get that kid to eat anything. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it's just, I, I talk them through it, right? Oh, if we would just take the time to talk our kids through it. But we have to then ask ourselves as parents, are we willing to talk ourselves through trying new foods? Isn't that right? Right. And, and so Brussels are, again, just one of those powerful, powerful uh, veggies that we need to incorporate. Green beans into our, uh, uh, are, are great. Uh, beets are great. People like beets. Well, I found a trick with beets. You know, Beets are a great liver food. And you gotta, I actually taken shred beets, not shred, I'm sorry. I sc- do the scraper and I will scrape uh, little um, slices of beets over the top. Almost that would look like a uh, cheese on a uh, top of a salad. And when you do it that way, it actually tastes sweet and uh, you don't get that dirty, bitter taste that like a biting into a thick beet would oftentimes give you. And now you're giving your liver all kinds of bile producing capacity, which is a little different from the detox capacity of the uh, Brussels sprout, but still very, very beneficial. And so... You know, as you're going into the new year and you're wanting to get your kids healthier and stronger and more vibrant, parents, this is for you, um, you've got to be willing to bring in some new veggies, new ideas, new spices, and see what you can do to conjure up some stuff in the kitchen. With the, You know, the collective consciousness of YouTube and, and, and social media, we, we can literally find anything we want and find, you know, Uh, new avenues and ways to cook up stuff. And we don't have to be these professionals on TV that have these gourmet looking amazing dishes. Now I have friends that have gone and learned how to do that stuff just as a hobby, because it's fun for presentation, but that at the end of the day, we just got to find it, get it flavorful enough for somebody to indulge in a few bites because if you get a few bites today and a few bites next week and a few bites next month and a few bites next uh, year, guess what happens? You hit that 17 exposures before you know it, and now you've got a redefining of the same 11 meals that you've been repeating as beginning to shift the average American eats the same 10 to 11 foods over and over and over and over and over and over again. And they t- oftentimes eating the same familiar foods that, like you said earlier, your parents b- built you up on and raised you on. Maybe a little incorporation from your wife and you throwing some ideas. I mean, she probably gets eight of her ideas and like maybe like three of yours, right? Because <laughs> she wins. And and that's great. Um, But at the end of the day, what we start seeing is that this is how people evolve, is they find these same 10 to 11 meal ideas, and they recycle them over and over, and then they sprinkle in all the processed food, junk food, that creates nutritional deficiencies in vitamins, minerals, and essential fats. It creates imbalances in our fat ratios, like we talked about with the omega-6s being too high, 30 to uh, omega-3s and nines at a one, and now we're inflamed our joints hurt, our brain hurts, we have brain fog, we're weight gaining, our, uh, our body is not performing optimally. And this is an, a key indicator of things that we can address nutritionally in our in our office. We do omega quant test where we actually look at your omega-3, 6, 9 ratios. We look at the firefighters on staff in your body and the, fire, uh, and, and, and the fires that are running. And do you have enough firefighters to fight the fire? Inflammation. When we look at blood panels, we look at the numbers functionally and make sure that we're not just settling for pathological ranges when we look at inflammatory markers. We're looking at functional markers and wellness markers to make sure that we see through a better lens and we can see the handwriting on the wall. We can see where the body is more inflamed than ever and what we can do to balance that out. And we use testing and we use knowledge of understanding of what the body is is presenting, So like I was picking on my boy last night, you know, he's a, an active, strong kid. And I said, dude, look at your fingernails, man. And, um, and he goes, what's wrong? He goes, you talking about those white spots? I said, yeah, what's up with that? I I said, I don't have no white spots on my fingernails. Why do you got white spots on your fingernails? He had four white, I think three white spots on his fingers. And, um, and he goes, I don't know. I said, do you know what those mean? He goes, "Mm, not enough protein. I'm like good guess," uh, I said. nope, but there's, uh, but it's 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 more subtle than that," and um, and he goes, "Hmm," and he's thinking through it, thinking through it, and uh, he goes, "What it start with?" I said, it "Starts with an M," and he goes, "Minerals," and I said, "Exactly," I said, "Do you know which?" mineral it shows up as white spots on the fingernails do we have any answers out there do they already throw it in the in the queue which minerals yeah which minerals cause white spots on your fingernails that's a good question if anybody knows and you're watching on facebook feel free to Post that in there. Everybody's kind of hung up on the food part. It's like, man, they're getting hungry. You're <laughs> Talking about all the Brussels sprouts <laughs> and cooking this and that. Everybody, we I was like, hey, what did you eat for breakfast? And people well, are kind did of sharing. I don't know if people are following me on Instagram, but make sure that you do. Um, but yesterday, I posted one of my meals uh, that I eat, and, you know, and I said, what's for lunch? You know, and what is people eating for lunch? And I was just kind of talking to the idea of like macros and like how whenever I build meal plans, I look at the you know protein, fat, carbohydrate content of a meal. And make sure that I'm hitting my macros for the day, and um, and and to see kind of how my body's being fueled. You know, am I putting enough healthy, right fuel in to have a healthy expected outcome by the end of the day? You know, I was up at the office. I think by I was up by five five fifteen, and I was at the office by six thirty, and um, I was at four more or less four appointments, uh, different transitional appointments between um, 6.30 and 11. And I had to get ready to get back to the office by, 11, by 12 o'clock when I started seeing patients didn't leave out of the office until after 8.30. And so, you know, that was a long day for me. And, um, and, but can I, can a person keep performing like that day in and day out, if they're not putting in the right fuel, and I don't think they can. I think they can right up until they get anxiety and depression. I had this one, you know, um, uh, guy who was big into the sales, uh, oil and gas stuff, and uh, he came to see me because all of a sudden, out of the blue, after like 10, 15 years in the field of doing this work, of and it wasn't he wasn't laborious. It was just lots and lots and lots of travel, lots and lots and lots of hours, and he began to develop claustrophobia on airplanes. What? And, and you know what it was? It was twofold. It was he lacked the nutrients to regenerate adrenal tissue to manage stress the stress got too high, which depleted his minerals. And now his mind is racing of all the possibilities with no filter engagement from the brain to slow down that thought process so he could rationalize the, the thoughts that he was having. You know, because if you look at the brain, especially when you look at it when it's sleeping, the, it, the, the mind is way more active when you're sleeping than when it is awake. And so if you actually look At the brain under these sleep conditions, you'll see that uh, people that have nightmares and people that are watching movie reels in their head uh, while they're sleeping, they're not sleeping. They are literally subconsciously in twilight watching all the crazy that's going on in their own brain. I mean, some people have said that when we sleep, it, it, it is a time for your brain to be legally um, insane with all the stuff that's going on up there. There's so much synaptic activity and things rushing around hustling and bustling to get you ready for the next day. I mean, there is a lot of recovery that happens. Talk about think. you know, we as kids and, 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 and as adults looking to our parents or, or you know, to, uh, social circles, tight niches to help us through life. Well, I want you to recognize that your brain is like, you know, a mama bear, uh, a papa bear, and that, and there is so much that your brain is doing for you during the night, so that when you wake up the next morning, oh, you feel refreshed and alive, and you spring up like a pop tart, and you're like, you know, and you get after it, and you're like, yes, life is good, and 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 but if you're watching these movie reels, if you're watching. Uh, you know, this crazy happened in your brain, or if this gentleman was sitting on an airplane and He's thinking of all the crazy that's you know running through his head, and he can't slow it down enough to process. Said, "That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not that one. Well, that probably could happen, but not <laughs> not likely." And he's able to start rationalizing mm-hmm. him because he lacked the adrenal stress management tools uh, in his adrenals, his phys- physiology, and his minerals were low. Uh, things got out of hand in his thinking, and he created a psychosomatic uh, issue that he did not have after. 15 years of doing the same thing like how do you fly around the world fly around the country and all of a sudden with no trauma that he can you know speak of he didn't have a bad airplane experience The, the the things didn't drop out of the ceiling for him to need oxygen he had you know no rough turbulence he goes nothing it was just like I got on the plane and it was the worst you know flight I've ever had because I was freaking out and I go huh Okay, so you know that is a sign of mineral deficiencies, calcium, magnesium, uh, specifically. He lost those those calming minerals. Well, that's not good. Do anybody have any ideas for our white spots? Yeah, we had a uh, iron and a couple calciums. Good ideas, and we definitely will talk about some of those. But specifically, the white spots on the nails, zinc. Zinc deficiencies are the number one ding ding. Um, indicator for a need is they show up in white spots on your fingernails. And so now that all of you are looking at your fingernails, we might as well keep going. If you see (laughs) white spots in your zinc slow, zinc has over 300 different jobs to do in your body. Everything from skin, hair, nails. What woman doesn't want beautiful skin, hair, nails? You know what man really doesn't want you know beautiful skin hair nails they might not say it you know but deep down they're thinking I wish my skin was radiant (laughs) I wish my hair would grow back you know what I mean (laughs) Um, and and I get it Um, and then and we and we just look at these nails nail beds and we say are the nails healthy like you know are they pitted are they ridged are they do they have you know, do they look deformed? Um, do the fingernails feel strong and mighty, or are they flimsy and brittle? These are, uh, these are other mineral deficiencies, B vitamin deficiencies, that can create some of these other things, but we look at those white spots as indicators for zinc. And, and, and uh, just kind of staying on the topic of the nails, um, w- when they're weak and fragile, it's an essential fatty acid problem. And going back to that story earlier with the vitamin F, and the omega-3s and 9s, the omega-3, 9, and vitamin F family, they allow the taxi service to get the minerals to the tissues, a.k.a. your fingernails. And so we if you have strong fingernails, that, that means that you've got some aspect of good, healthy mineral load uh, concentration, but you could still have a specific zinc deficiency that is an indicator light that you're moving in the wrong direction. Right? It just hasn't got to the point where your fingernails have gotten flimsy yet. And so that's an indicator. Um, And then if you look at your nails and you see the little white moons at the bottom uh, down towards the cuticles, those are indicators for brain and major exit channels on the thumbs. So if you have a nice, healthy, pretty little crescent moon popping up, your brain and major exit channels are working really, really well. If on your pointer, liver gallbladder, the little luna lie there, if that moon is present, that will be an indicator that you have good circulation to your liver gallbladder. And so if you don't have a moon there, don't panic. It doesn't mean that you're going, you know, something is bad, wrong, but it is a check engine light that you ought to be paying attention to, that we've got to, uh, you know, work on. And so we we see, uh uh-oh, what are we going to do? Liver gallbladder needs work. You know, we might need to eat those Brussels sprouts. We might need to find a way to get some beets in. We might need to figure out a way to get some liver extracts into your tissues. Maybe you, your, your iron is a little bit low and you're not getting the red blood cell oxygenation factor to happen. And so there could be several factors involved in those little white moons at the bottom of the nails. And then the middle fingers is, is going to be cardiovascular. Oh, Whoa. I don't have any moons, one person says uh, to Dr. Choppa, and I'm like, well, that mean, doesn't mean that you're going to have a cardiovascular incident, but it doesn't mean that it does mean that your heart is lacking, your circulation is lacking and could be improved. Don't we want to improve our tissues to the best of our ability? Yes. And so these are how we evaluate and look at uh, our overall system and see and make sure everything is doing what it's supposed to. And so, um, and, and, and that could be B vitamins, you know, that could be essential fats, uh, that could be phosphorus, that could be calcium, that could be magnesium, that whole, there's a balance between calcium, magnesium, phosphorus that could be circulatory. And, and we could see those moons come back by balancing out just those. And we're like, golly, we're just looking at our fingernails. Like what <laughs> else could, what, what, what's the next yeah. finger say, Chapa? And, uh, and the next one is your endocrine system. Remember we've talked endocrine just means hormonal. It means your pituitary, hypothalamus, your thyroid, your adrenals, your testes or ovaries, depending on your gender. And we see that if the endocrine system doesn't have moons, well, maybe your stress is a little too high. Is that possible? Heck, yeah, it is. Who's not um, stressed in the world? And and so we want to see how can we remedy that issue? And so what we want to uh, look at is, you know, keeping moving the story forward is, all right, well, what about the pinky? Uh, Do the pinkies mean anything? And if you have a moon there, it it means um, that your thyroid actually, in this case, may be a little bit overactive. Well, (laughs) That's something that we want to make sure that we don't uh, have. We don't want to have an overactive thyroid because that could actually cause issues with palpitations or chest pains. And that would be another indicator of deficiency, um, that the thyroid is actually not getting told to slow down and it's overproducing. And so when we look at the uh, thyroid overproducing, it might indicate you know, the, or your, the next symptom might be angina or chest pain, sharp heart pains, palpitations, and and that's an that is another nutritional deficiency uh, that we want to pay attention to, um, and. What is angina and chest pains and deep sternal chest pains, sharp heart pains, are indicators of is B vitamins. Um, B vitamins like B1, B2, B3. We've got to get in there and make sure that you've got adequate B vitamins to keep you calm, cool, and collected, but to also to make sure that that heart is contracting and working like God designed it to. And, And you should never feel your heart. You should never ever feel (laughs) that your heart is um, is beating. If you feel your heart beating and you are not working out uh, and you don't have a good rhyme or reason, it could be that you're taking in too many stimulants, maybe like coffee or sugar or processed food. Maybe you're you got anxiety coming up because of a test. Ooh, those school kids, you know, uh, testing, or maybe just the pregame jitters of going to a new school or Going to school in general, or socializing with new friends, and having to kind of start over because you move to a new area. I mean, there's so many rhymes and reasons. But this is an indicator. If you can't, if you get into these situations, you should still never have chest issues, chest pains, deep sternal chest pains, palpitations, feeling that heartbeat. Um, and so that you know at that moment that your body needs calming down. And we can help that system calm down through fat-soluble B vitamins, as well as calming that system down through healthy uh, essential fatty acids. Again, like your cod liver oil or your sardine oil, um, even tuna oil, you know, these fatty fish oils, salmon um, you know, are, 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 are effective in this capacity. Again, you, when we talk about, when I talk about minerals, I also will bridge it oftentimes with essential fats because there's so much that we're missing in today's, you know, food supply chain, putting in uh, n- uh, the wrong fats, which creates inflammation, and 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 disrupts the delivery system of the minerals to their destination, which creates deficiencies. So we 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 keep the same concept. We're talking today about vitamins, minerals, essential fats, and and the whole idea is is we can't neglect the simplest of you know stressors on our body. What vitamins, minerals, essential fats? I've I've listened to people talk on uh, different podcasts and different uh, stations and uh, on health. And I'm shocked when they will say things like you don't need vitamins and minerals um, as a supplement. Well, it's just because they're uneducated. They don't realize that the mineral concentration in the ground is lacking and devoid, and that you, you know. Uh, if if you eat a vegetable that was grown in poor quality soil then you really have a poor quality vegetable and you know i've always said that when you eat make-believe food the best you'll ever have is make-believe health and we know that we want to have good strong quality health all the days of our life as parents um, as the elderly, as children, and, and we want to perform well in sports and we want to perform well in the game of life. We want to maximize all aspects of our tissues. So what about oily skin? You know, oily skin is another big problem. You know, kind of talking about that whole, you know, we all want to look good and, and don't want issues that people can see because then that brings awareness that we are human and not perfect. And things are maybe not as uh, healthy as uh, in our life as we would like them to be. And so if you've got an excessively oily skin, it could be that you're producing too many hormones, specifically in, uh, you know, um, uh, testosterone. And so like boys, you would kind of expect that to some degree, and you don't necessarily want to slow that down. You want them to develop as much as their body needs to. But what if they're overproducing? You know, that could be a problem. And so what would we wind up doing in that case is we're going to you know do a little bit of liver work. We're going to do a little bit of adrenal work, and we're going to help that adrenal slow down uh, the testicular production of t- testosterone uh, or balance it out. I don't really want to say slow down because, you, you know, if the body needs to speed it up, the body's going to speed it up. The body needs to slow it down. The body will slow it down. We're not putting new, uh, nutrients in that cause the body to stop production. Very few foods uh, and herbs can we actually use to stop the body's processes. We give the body a downloaded software through a plant herb nutrient and we let the body choose which which direction it's going to go. And oftentimes they're adaptogenic, which means adaptive. They help the body slow down if it's ramped up or speed up if it's too slow. And and that's a cool thing about what I do in my office, and and as a you know as a uh, as a team, what we do to help support the body is to see it, see the deficiencies, recognize the issues, and then support the body's deficiencies or stressors, remove those burdens so that the body can perform like God created it to. And you know, in females, if they have you know excessive amounts of hormone production, uh, it could be. And, and and men as well, but definitely in females that have like really you know um, crazy cycles, heavy bleeding, lots of cramping, lots of uh, signs and symptoms of like endometriosis, where they have overgrowth, um, or polycystic ovarian issues, where they have cysts growing around the ovaries. It's due to blood sugar imbalances. They they are consuming too many you know sugars. And they're like, oh no, I'm not. Oh well, maybe you're a carbitarian meaning you think you're a vegetarian or a vegan and you're just overeating carbs. And those carbs are coming in because they're processed. They don't have the nutritional load that we're hoping for. They've been highly chemically altered. They've been they processed with fake ingredients, enriched, fortified. These are buzzwords for fake food. And now, we're putting these things in that rob the body of B vitamins. They rob the body of key minerals that allow the balancing act to happen, that adaptogenic effect to naturally occur. And now your insulin levels are spiking because you're eating these over and over and over, day in and day out. And you're sprinkling in candy and cookies and, and junk food in on top of it and not realizing because you're not tracking what you're doing, and all of a sudden, you're so far off balance, and you've been having bloody, you know, crazy, nasty cycles for the last two, three years of your life, and that's not normal. But yet, oh, it was normal for my mom, so I have it. No, no, that's not normal. We can fix that kind of stuff. We can balance that kind of stuff. And and so then we get in there and we start changing the insulin spikes. We start changing the diet and we start supporting the endocrine system and, and we start balancing out the hormones and the system begins to perform more calmly, coolly, and collectively and with less of those uh, aggressive uh, over, you know, uh, those those negative symptoms that people come into my office with day in and day out. And and this is something that we want to address and teach people. And, and that sign or symptom could first manifest through oily skin. I mean, crazy. So you're telling me that I could have you know some advanced hormonal problem just because I have oily skin? Yeah, I am. But it doesn't have to be. It could just be the start. Remember, we don't want it to get to that extreme state. We want to catch it whenever it's just oily skin and, we, and address that. And we want to see if we can start balancing out your, your system before it becomes a hormonal disaster, male or female. You know, um, what about, you know, when you have cracking in the uh, corners of your mouth, you know, looks like a little fever blister developing or something, or um, you have cracking on the heels. Oh, uh, well, that, that's three things. That's calcium, B vitamins, and essential fatty acids. That's like almost all of the, the, all of them. Well, that doesn't help. Well, what would I do? I'd, first, I'd start with calcium, magnesium. I'd pack it into the little crease holes. They call them fissures, and uh, we want to, you know, support those. And then we want to start asking other questions. Are you fatigued, especially in the afternoon, around one to three? <gasps> yes, that happens to me. Well, that's that means that your B vitamins are low, and that your adrenals are starting to suffer. Um, and and the cracked heels. Oh, that means your central fatty acids are uh, are low, and you've got imbalance in those healthy fats again. We've got to balance that out. Everybody's looking at their. I think like, oh, I don't know. Look at my heels. I haven't. I know they're ugly. You know, because every time I go to the uh, foot place, they go ooh, 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 and they start you know talking about um, you know how crazy my feet look, and um, and so we start realizing you know there's a problem there, and so you know is it simply a that you have you know cracking that pops up out of the blue. No. Symptoms, guys, are an indicator that something is off, something is wrong, and it's something that you can address and and work on um, regularly. Um, And so any symptom that you have in your body— uh, and anything that you see or find on your body, whether it's little spots on your arms, whether it's yellow eyes and jaundice type symptoms, like the little spots would be liver, the jo- the yellow eyes would be a jaundice liver issue sign a symptom that there's congestion in your in your uh, liver tissues. You need to consume um, maybe some spleen uh, desiccate products or liver products. We need to get some your iron levels back up and make sure that the um, B vitamin. Issues that you're lacking in are getting resolved, so that those symptoms negate and go away, and then your eyes become back to that beautiful, you know, white, white, white sclera's, and the color of your eyes is crystal. Um, and even, I mean, you can have brown eyes, but still have a a clarity in the color of brown that is like, you know, eye catching. You go, hey, they don't just fit; their eyes just don't fit in. They they pop. You know, there's something different about them, and um, and because we make eye contact with people every day, and when you see, you can see health into the eyes, and you can see what people's eyes you know there's signs and symptoms. We could actually go through at some point looking at the different signs and symptoms of what the eye is telling us. But we know that just because you have uh, a sign or symptom pop up, an ulcer in your mouth, uh, calcium deficiency, canker sores, um, those are signs that your calcium magnesium is low. Well, how could that happen? I bit my lip. That's what caused it. Maybe, and, and, and not that I dis- disagree with that at all. I mean, a, you traumatize it, that's a wound. But shouldn't it heal? Should, does it need to take 14 days? You can't put a Band-Aid on it, but you could apply calcium-magnesium powder, and you could apply USF ointment Topically, fat and minerals right on top of the uh, tissue. Yes, it's going to dissolve pretty quickly, but you're going to get some direct application right there on the spot so that your delivery of the, uh, the calcium-magnesium powder to the tissues through the fats is available. And, and then, yes, you're going to then swallow that stuff, and then it's going to absorb into your tissues and come at a different angle and heal the tissue. So instead of it taking 14 days, now it's like five days, six days. You know, you're cutting the healing time down by a, by a third, two-thirds, half, and, and, and we see things improving what if you have pink toothbrush syndrome? You know, people walking around and they've got, you know, bloody toothbrush and they don't know what causes that. They're just like, oh, I'm brushing too hard. No, no. That's an indicator that your vitamin C level is low. And specifically, the vitamin P factor, um, which is b- very porous and, and helps the, the delivery of healthy blood uh, and rebuilding and reconditioning, um, that vitamin P factor will help to resolve that bleeding gum. But, if you, but in... In in today's world, we we are taking the wrong type of vitamin C that doesn't have vitamin P in it um, because it's synthetic, just ascorbic acid. When there's a complex, there's a complex of... um, uh, vitamins that go into the vitamin C complex, and so we want the tyrosinase, the the cofactors, the flavonoids, the bioflavonoids, those vitamins P, K, and J, and and the ascorbic acid. You know, can you get benefit of just ascorbic acid? Yes, for a short season, but it's not a long term fix. And in the bleeding, in the case of the bleeding red gums, that's an indicator that. Your vitamin C level is down, and you're developing towards blood disorders, arterial uh, sclerosis, arterial disease, and, and your cardiovascular ins- insults. And it all starts from looking and listening to the body tell you where it's weak and do- nutriently deprived of vitamins, minerals, and essential fatty acids. And so uh, we oft- oftentimes see um, people that have pitting edema. Uh, you know, in their ankles, you know, like, uh, not maybe not necessarily kids per se, but we look at the, uh, these signs and symptoms and we can tell there's, you can see the sock line at the end of the day. That's a sign of swelling. And, and that swelling is a kidney issue. That's a vitamin D issue. Um, that is a mineral, again, issue, just c- calcium, magnesium. Um, we've got to get those n- uh, nutrients up. And your body is busy doing a lot of things. And you will start seeing these symptoms manifest in the body. And if you can keep those symptoms at bay, your body will perform better throughout your your day, your week, your month, especially getting everybody off and running uh, down the line in a healthy way. So, you know, at Living Well, we're not just putting people on programs. We're listening to people's story. We're trying to figure out where is your body breaking down? What can we do to affect your physiology through vitamins, minerals, essential fats? We never want to walk away uh, from a case and not evaluate the basics. The basics are the basics are the basics. They're going to help the body repair, recover, regenerate, and thrive. And so we come in and always simply suggest with your kids, Catalan, you know, Chewable CongaPlex, Tuna Omega chewable, um, the, the children's immune. I mean, if you just did something like that as a quartet of support, now you've got 200 phytonutrients, phytochemicals, vitamins coming in to support your child. You've got calcium and magnesium coming in to support your child. You've got brain food coming in to make sure the nervous system is working from north to south down into the tissues. And you're balancing out that nice fatty tissue uh, with a tuna omega to de inflame the areas of the body that are inflamed, to help. those areas that get injured recover and help that um, the nutrient delivery mechanisms kick in and then the children's immune to stimulate that immune system if they get sick or have fevers or get exposed to a a new bug from their friend that snotted on them at the next table over i mean because who knows you know whatever age that you're in how uh you know grubby their little hands have been messing around i mean it happens right so at living well We believe all life starts and stops at the cellular level and nutrition is the fundamental backbone that helps your body heal, recover, regenerate and thrive. And 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 we just talked today about how powerful vitamins, minerals, and essential fats are, and your body's many signs that it is manifesting in you right now—that is an indicator that something is awry. And so, if you have questions, if you're concerned about your health, or you feel like it just you need a tune-up, or you need somebody to kind of speak to some of the things that you are suffering with—that you might have pushed off as normal aging issues in your body we want to encourage you to make an appointment come in let us help you see where your body's breaking down and what we can do to serve it best because again all life starts and stops at cellular level and nutrition is the fundamental backbone that helps your body thrive and to come alive and to and to and and, and as you navigate the season and stresses, new stresses come into your life, and and compound against the old stresses that you haven't gotten over yet. Guess what? You're going to need support. And I think when you recognize that you need a helping hand, you'll find that living well is right there to give you a hand up. And we want to make sure that we uh, applaud you going forward, putting in the effort, taking the bull by the horns, and choosing. That you to take the uh, take health into your own hands because today if you're waiting for somebody to care about your health more than you do you're going to miss the boat. That boat uh, never will come, and you're going to find yourself dealing with symptoms, challenges, health conditions, diagnoses that are unnecessary. And so we want to give you uh, uh, as much encouragement and support. And that's what we're all about at our office is teaching people how to live better, be better, and stay better through food. And we know that you can do it. We know we can find a balance for you and. Looking at food more healthily and more intentionally, and bringing in your deficiencies and turning them into replenishment, reconditioning, regenerative states, where your body will set you up for a healthy, brighter year and a healthy, brighter, you know, uh, uh, you know, future going forward. Because what you do today will impact tomorrow, and <clears throat> we've always said it: an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So. Choose uh, Living Well, man. We're excited to be a part of your world. We come on the show, uh, KGA, every week. We're 99.5 on the radio. We're all over social media. We've got a great podcast. We've got social media coming out through our Instagram that we're trying to get more daily things up and running. Because we want to be a resource for you and a reminder to you that you can do more than you're doing. That you can integrate this stuff as a natural, healthy part of your day-to-day so that it's not a hard uh, lesson. It's a healthy living that you're doing day in and day out. So if you have questions, comments, concerns, you're excited about taking the next step forward, man, we can help you get there. 281-554-8600. Visit our website, justlivewell.com. Let us know how we can help you serve you at your best, and we look forward to serving you in the future. God bless you all. We'll see you next week.